Learn how to build your faith on God's Word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the Senior Pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's Word to work for you. Give Him a praise. He's a good God. Woo! Thank you, Father. You are such a good God. We love you. We honor you. We are so humbled by the fact that you love us this much. Even when we are undeserving of your goodness, you still shower us with it. Thank you for being such a good God. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worship. Come on, if you're excited, give him a praise this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Please take your seat this morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. Is our God not a good God? He's such a good God. Such a good God. Hallelujah. And we're entering a season of thanksgiving and of praise. And I want you to be excited about it. I want you to give him thanks and give him praise all through this season because he is a faithful God. I said he is a faithful God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I was telling them earlier today that it's not about who left you, it's about who is left behind. Amen. If God be for you, who can be against you? It's not who left, it's who is left. Are you here, somebody? It's not who left, it is who is left. God is with you. God is with you. It's a big deal. It's something worthy of thanksgiving. Because somebody's wondering, why should I give thanks? Well, number one reason you should give thanks is because God is with you. You are not alone. You are not alone. God is with you. The Bible said in all things give thanks. We are not giving thanks because of the things. We are giving thanks in the things. Because inside those things, God is with us inside it. Who is with you matters. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? I say who is with you matters. If God is with you, it means you are going to win in those situations. It means you are going to triumph in those situations. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? What makes hell bad is that God is not there. If God is inside hell with you, hell will not be bad. When they threw the three Hebrew boys into the fire, what did the Bible say? He said, nothing, they were not scratched, they were not burnt. They didn't even look like where they've been through. So there was not even a scratch, it didn't even smell like it. Why? Because there was a fourth man in the fire with them. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it's not what you're going through, it's who is going with you. If you are conscious of God's presence with you, it doesn't matter. You'll be fine. You'll come out on top. Are you getting what I'm saying? When they threw Danny in the lion's den, it was petting lions like they were puppies. Are you getting what I'm saying? So people have been through crazy things, but as long as God was with them, they came out on top. That's why I know you two are coming out on top. Ah, that amen is not born again. Why should we give thanks? Give thanks because God is with us. 
That's number one. Give thanks because God is you. In all things, give thanks. We're not giving thanks for all things. We don't give thanks for all things. We give thanks in all things. There's a big difference. Look at it, guys. First Thessalonians 5.18. In what? I can't hear you. Look, it's on the screen. In what? Did they say for everything? Not for everything. If they slap you, don't give thanks for that. Don't say thank you. No. Don't give thanks for everything. We don't give thanks for everything. We give thanks in everything. Because of who is in it with us. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? And I'll be hammering this and I'll continue to hammer it for a few weeks and for as long as I feel necessary. I, 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 am still, I still want believers to understand that you are not coming from a defeated place. Your prayers and your attitude should not be that of somebody that is going from defeat to victory. No. You are going from victory to victory. You are not defeated. You are not disadvantaged. Are you here, somebody? You are not going from defeat to victory. Many people, if you hear their prayer points, if you hear their attitude and posture in prayer and in behavior, you will look at it as somebody struggling to come out of defeat into victory. That's the body language. There's a body language of pity. There's a body language of struggle. That this life is too hard. What I'm going through is too hard. No, 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 no. You are going from victory to victory. You are not going from defeat to victory. The moment you have a mentality and an ideology of that you are going from defeat to victory, you will keep struggling. And your mind is so interesting. It doesn't pick details. It just picks the principal points. If you have a mindset of I'm going from defeat to victory, it registers that you are first in defeat. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? We are not going from defeat to victory. One of the reasons why we thank God is because we realize we are going from victory to victory. That means we have already won. We have already what? Won. We are just manifesting it. The reason why it's not yet in the physical realm is because what is happening is that we are actually moving from invisible victory to visible victory. But it's victory to victory. Not defeat to victory. Is somebody get what I'm saying? There's a big difference. We're not going from defeat to victory. Once you have that ideology that I'm struggling, things are tough, I don't know how it's going to happen, all this kind of mindset, and your prayer too is targeted like that. Like I said, I, 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 I totally don't like the prayers we pray in Nigeria. It's not, it's not, it's not scriptural. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't portray the image that God has for us. You know, it's one thing to, 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 to have an image of God. It's another thing to know the image God has of you. How God sees you. Are you getting what I'm saying? A lot of things we pray. I, I, I don't like them at all. They rob me of wrong. One of our famous prayer, you know, if you are those couple that see pray, oh God, where are you? Like how? God say, I'm here. What's your problem? Say, where are you? <laughs> Stop shouting. God say, talk to me like a human being. Stop shouting. That's me. You know, all those prayers, they look passionate, but they are suggestive of, of, of a mindset. Where are you, oh God? What are you shouting? Calm down. With all the wonderful things he's doing, is this your own one case that you want you to harass him today? 
That, you know, that's, that's, that's what Job was doing. And God began to tell him, uh, go and measure the sea. God, God began to tell him things. Who are you? This one breakthrough. My friend, be careful. Are you getting what I'm saying? Say, where are you? Where are you like how? Which of my addresses are you looking for? That you didn't see? He said, all the oceans of the sea are in a pile palms. He said, he stretches the cloud like a curtain. Have you been in turbulence before? Say, go on, <laughs> real one, oh. Say, stretches it like a cut. So, we, 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 when you are praying like that, it's passionate. I know, you know, we like passionate prayer, prayer, but a lot of those things are connoting a mindset. And you see, your mindset will last more than your passion. Somebody's not getting what I'm saying. Your mindset follows you everywhere. Nobody stays passionate, emotional at the same level all the time. Nobody does that. You have emotions are not even wired to be like that. But your mindset is so powerful that it follows you everywhere. And why, even while you are sleeping, your mindset is producing. Are you here, somebody? I say, oh, where are you? God, who are you? God, why are you? <laughs> and that famous one is, remember me, O oh Lord. I hate that prayer. Say, God, remember me. It is suggesting that this week God was very busy and he forgot you. Remember me, O oh Lord. God say, who is talking? It's Ogo. God say, Ogo, 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 Ogo. She means she remember me. Say, Ogo, Ogo. Which Ogo, please? Ogo, Chevron Drive. Oh, God. Oh, I forgot. Somebody say she remember you. He forgot. Is it tall or go or short or go? <laughs> he can't forget you. He can't. Are you getting what I'm saying? He said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Can you imagine God is thinking about you? This almighty God that could be doing many things with his time. He's thinking about you. He said, I know the thoughts I think towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. He said, to give you an expected end. How many of you have an expected end? You have how you expect things to end. Eh, God said, I'm game. He said, I'm game. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I like one version. One version says, I, I know the plans I have towards you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Look at this. You give it to me. He said, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to what? God has plans. Oh, you didn't get what I said. As in there's a plan. They've written plan that you will, you will go like this. You will now move this way. As you are going to Lekki, you will meet this man. Then you will. He has plans. And the plans are plans to what? Prosper you. Not to what? Harm you. He said plans to give you a hope. Are you here, somebody? He has plans. The Bible says God is mindful of us. That means his mind is full. So how does he forget you? How does he just wake up and forget you? He can't forget you. You are all he's thinking about. You are all he thinks about. He can't forget you. Glory to God. Can you picture <laughs> as somebody that has kids in the children's church now, and you close the service, and you just go home. You forget your kids. 
and your kids will be in there praying, say, Father, remember me. Because you have really forgotten I'm gone. You see how it's funny it is? That's how it is when you pray those prayers. Don't go remember me. Say, from how? You are all I'm, I'm thinking about. You are all I'm thinking about. I'm not just thinking about you. I have written out plans. Are you here, somebody? I have written out plans. There are plans for you. How does he forget you? So those posture, those prayer, those mindset suggest somebody that can forget. He's passionately in love with you. Do you understand? God's love is not like relationship love. Most people, relationship love, it starts very high. And as the year goes by, <laughs> it wanes. But God's love is passionate from beginning to the end. Same level. Are you here, somebody? So, so when you say, what the Bible says? It says, when they say, oh God, remember me? He said, he said, can a woman forget her suckling child? You see, that's what I'm saying. The, the prayer points we pray, it, it's talking about somebody defeated, trying, struggling to succeed. But what you need to know is that those prayers are registering more of your defeat than your victory. Because you are more acquainted with the defeat. You have not seen, okay, if you are here and you are not a billionaire, you don't know what it means, feels like to be a billionaire. Do you get what I'm saying? It's a future thing. You are just assuming what it feels like. You have not been there. Are you get what I'm saying? If you have not traveled before, you are assuming what it looks like. You have not been there. Now, what you are most likely acquainted to, you are already acquainted to lack before. You know luck. I don't know about you, me. I know luck. I wore one trouser for seven years. I know luck, my brother. Most of you know that trouser. He's a famous trouser. If I had known, I wouldn't have thrown it. I would have kept it in glass. It's show glass. The trouser, I didn't buy it. They handed it to me. It was handed over. My brother used it when he was in medical school. Medilag. For a few years. I don't know how many years. So... Uh-huh. That's the famous trouser. My brother used it for many years in medical school, Medilac. He now handed it over to me. It was not my size. I had to adjust it. You know, when the trouser is too wide, you adjust it on the side. When you adjust it on the side, it means the pocket will not be in the right place again. The pocket had moved. You know, there's a way you suffer, you even know you're suffering. Because you'll be so used to it. I worked for seven years. I didn't even know. Now I'm saying there's suffering that you don't know. It's other people that know yourself. Even you are just going about your normal life. I think it's enough, guys. <laughs> Let me say my story, please. Remove that picture. <laughs> remove the picture first, please. <laughs> I'm not trying to remember those days. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> so, we're doing <laughs> 70th anniversary. And some Mefico leaders in church came and said, fellowship and said, Pastor, we're doing seven years. Let's do pictures of all our anniversaries. <laughs> so that people that come for this empty year will see the pictures. Those days, there were no internet per se, so we're going to do board, the board that will post the physical pictures. So I said, ah, and it sounded like a great idea. I said, okay, so they brought year one. I was wearing the trouser. No problem now. Year two, all the pictures looked the same because it was the same trouser. Year three, the same. Year four, year five, year six, the same trouser. Guess what I was planning to wear for that seven year? <laughs> Guess the trouser I brought out. <laughs> that trouser, I wore it for normal service and special service. You know, you know, you know you, I mean, if I've had this kind of clothes, when they say, what are you wearing for this special occasion? 
Not this one. What are you wearing for this casual occasion? Not the same one. <laughs> we just wear it. It's now a hat that is special. <laughs> the cloth is the same. It's just your attitude that is special on a special day. So when I saw that I was going to wear it for the seventh anniversary, which was one or two weeks away, I said, no, this thing won't hold me down. One of us must leave ourselves. <laughs> so I took the trousers <laughs> and threw it away. I didn't give anybody because I didn't know how many years that person would wear it. Because I didn't know the, how many years my brother had worn before he gave me, and this thing can continue. So I have to throw it away. So you see, your mind is more acquainted with lack. It's not yet acquainted with prosperity. It's not. I'm talking for those that have not reached there yet. Some of you, you're, you're acquainted. Thank you. Some of you, maybe you want to have children. Maybe your mind has not acquainted with what it means to have a lot of children. You know that one takes acquaintance. Acquaintance. I know it's not English. I get what I'm saying. Because when we have children, we just say, Lord, now there are three children. But we just say, Lord, take your three children. Give somebody. Because they can disturb you. Run around the house. And they don't get tired. Children don't get tired. Must say, rest in Jesus' name. Peace. <laughs> so, you know, we were never acquainted with kids catching our house. We were acquainted with not having kids. I, I get what I'm saying. I'm just trying to say that that thing that represents the next level for you is something you're not acquainted with. And when you are praying from a place of defeat, you are, what you are more acquainted with is what enters you. Because you, you, you have a reality of that. So you, if you're always praying, oh God, have mercy on me, pity me, forgive me, help me. If you're, if you're always praying from that defeated place all the time, you stay stuck more there because that's what is ingrained in you. Your mind functions that way. Are you getting what I'm saying, somebody? So do, do, don't be saying things like, oh God, remember me. No, no, no. He said, can a woman forget her suckling child? Look at this. Say, say, can a woman forget her? Now, the, it, like whenever you see things like this in scripture, they are deliberate about everything they are saying. Number one, women like children. Naturally speaking, I know nowadays they are confusing some of for women, but naturally speaking, yes, so <laughs> all the gender battle is confusing people because now we don't even know which one should be. Strong men are afraid to be strong. Women are afraid to be feminine. God has a beautiful plan from beginning. Let's stick to the plan God made. Are you here, somebody? Please don't, don't answer these people. I say, you know, some women, some women are speaking for other women. And other women say, don't speak for us. Because some women are saying, no man should take care of me. I can take care of myself. Some say, ah. <laughs> Madam, <laughs> they should take care of me, please. Thank you. Thank you. Don't use your own. I'll spoil my own. Is somebody get what I'm saying? So they're confusing issues. But God's design was beautiful from the beginning. So, look at that scripture. It said, can a woman forget her suckling child? Number one, um, women generally love children. In fact, women love love. Anything family, women love it. Just romance. They don't even know the couple. Just these people hugging and saying, ah, do you know them? Do you know what is going on? No, but ah, they might be two mad people now. <laughs> but you see them hugging. Ah, they're in love. Ooh, congratulations. When are you tying the Those people, they should not marry. This would be his picture. But women love love. And women love children. They are, they are chemically wired like that. When women see children, juices in them begins to flow. Children, they don't even know this baby. They don't know the owner. They say, oh, get it, get it, baby. They just gather. Men have the opposite reaction. See children, Hey! We don't want to carry them physically. We don't want to carry them financially. <laughs> we see children as responsibility. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
Children go more, grow more with men than with women. With women, children might never grow because the woman wants to do everything for him. With man, he will grow. You see a twelve year, two year old. You say, my brother, you can't cook. You better learn how to cook. <laughs> the father is advising him. Or what of us would die here? <laughs> Start cooking, my brother. <laughs> it's all about getting what I'm saying. The child will grow. So women naturally have a warmness to kids, and particularly the suckling child, because one that can walk on his two feet, he can even run and leave you. But that suckling one has to follow you. You can't leave it. You can't leave your suckling child. That's why everywhere in the world, they make room for nursing mothers. Because that nursing mother must carry that baby. It's nursing. Somebody get what I'm saying? It's not even today that they can even um, express. Those days, there was no, nothing. You, the, the food was here. Life. You can't even express it and give somebody. No, you must carry the baby with the, the food is attached. So, they said, as difficult as it is, a woman's nurturing and mothering instincts, a suckling child, and all this is as difficult as it is for her to forget. Say, can a woman forget a suckling child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? They say, even as difficult as it is, they say, yeah, they may still forget. He says, yet. They use something so graphic on the opposite to show you that, look, eh, the positive is too positive. They say she may forget, which is rare, which is almost impossible. But say, me, I will never forget you. Are you getting what I'm saying? How does a woman forget her suckling child? She breastfeeds every second. Say so she can't even forget. So when you now say, oh God, remember me. Do you know what he said? He didn't even stop there. He said he has, he has engraved your picture in the palm of his hands. Again, like I told you, everything in scripture is deliberate. He said, I have indebly, 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 indelibly imprinted what? And tattooed a picture. Some of you that don't like tattoo. Sorry for you. He said, I hate everybody with tattoo. You better hate God because he has tattoo. He's our father. He's the one that started tattoo. Are you here, somebody? Mm Mm-hmm. It's in the Bible. I know Africans don't read the Bible. We're African traditional worship. We don't read the Bible. But it's in the Bible. The only place scripture condemns tattoo was if you are drawing for the dead. If somebody dies and you are drawing it. That was a practice. It was an ancient demonic practice that people were doing then. In those days, they do all kinds of practice when people die. They even bury people with people. They do all kinds of things. So that, that's a part of their practice. When people die, they will now draw them. They say, that one is demonic. Don't do that. But general tattoo, God is the... Person that started it. Mm. So, those of you that have tattooed, continue. Those that want, join. Me, I want to do, self. Pastor Media doesn't agree, but it doesn't matter. I'm like my father. Yes, now, I want to do one. Oh, here. Somebody look at me. Like, yeah. They said, look at this. I'm not see. He said, I have tattooed a picture of you. Now, guess what? Like I told everything in scripture is deliberate. It didn't tattoo on the chest. There are places you can tattoo. It's not you that will enjoy it. If you tattoo on your chest, you only see it when you go to the mirror. If you go to the mirror, you don't see it. If you tattoo on your back, whether mirror or no mirror, you know they will see them. Now that people they enjoy them. It's not for you. It's like tattooed on the palm of my hands. It's deliberate. Everything in scripture is deliberate. It's almost impossible not to encounter your palm every day. In fact, almost every minute. Because every single thing you're doing has to do with your palm. Everything in scripture is deliberate. Nothing is uh, random. 
Somebody gets what I'm saying. God said, I've, I've tattooed you a picture of you. That's some of you that don't take picture. I pray the picture they have of you is a good one. Because you always frown. You don't know how to smile. Can you, can you do a pose? Do a pose for me, please. So that in case, in case your selfie was, you let them take on that one now, please. The one you want to have. <laughs> now that you get to help me, now see your tattoo. Says, my picture, my picture is one you know they take picture now. You're always frowning, so they couldn't get a better picture of you. Are you here, somebody? He said, I can never forget. Glory to God. So, I'm just trying to say, don't have that posture of defeat. We're not going from defeat to victory. We're going from victory to victory. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Jesus has won the victory for you. What he handed us was victory. Not defeat. The only challenge is that you're wondering, but why, why, why can't I see the victory? Why, why is it not manifesting? That's a very good question. I'll tell you why. It's because we're actually moving from intangible victory to tangible victory. We are going from invisible victory to visible victory. Are you here, somebody? That's the only challenge. Is that it is not visible. Why is it not visible? Very simple. Your victory first has to be a spiritual commodity. And spiritual things are not visible. We make them visible. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So, Ephesians 1, 3 says, Blessed be God and the Lord of our... Look at it. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has what? Blessed us. Is he going to bless us? Is he, will he bless us one time? He said he has already what? Blessed us. With what? All spiritual blessings. So, this is the challenge. Why is he blessing me? Spiritual blessing. Doesn't he know how things are? Bless me with physical blessing, Joe. What am I doing with spiritual blessing? I'm not spiritual blessing, I go chop. Good question. Good observation. Sincerely, it's a good question and good observation. Scripture doesn't hate you to think. It just likes you to think through scripture. You think with scripture. You answer your questions with scripture. Is somebody get what I'm saying? You don't answer your question from what people are saying. They don't know what they're saying. Answer it with scripture. If God had given you spiritual blessing, the issue is that God didn't bless you today. They say he hath blessed you. Guess when he blessed you? Who can guess when he blessed you? Who can guess when he blessed you? He didn't even, exactly, he didn't bless you when you received Christ. Though. Christ himself is part of the blessing. He blessed you right from the foundation of the earth. He blessed you when Jesus died and got the victory. That's thousands of years ago. So if they packed all your blessing that time, physically, first of all, there's not enough space on this earth for all the blessings of the human beings to be stored. And if it was stored in one place, trust arm robbers. Trust government. It won't go around. I get what I'm saying? Either people would have robbed it, or the people handling it would have started sharing it to who they know. And imagine if they kept your money 2,000 years ago, and now you need it. And they bring a bag of cowrie for you. Say, sister, see your three bags of cowrie. Go and pay your school fees. Because that time, that's what money was. Somebody get what I'm saying? They couldn't have kept it. The only way it makes sense to store your blessing was to store it in a state that it remains current. That's the only way. 
It remains current so that at any point in time you need it. When you draw it, it is relevant to you at that time. So the Bible said, don't store your wealth where moth or thieves can break in and steal. Where inflation can affect it. If they had blessed you with your car 2000 years ago, it wouldn't be a car. It would be a cat. C-A-R-T. There will be a donkey in front of it and you sit in a cat. And say, you are going to Lekki. You will get there next week. Because that donkey will be the slowest thing ever. That will be your car. So they kept in the spiritual form that any day you will need it. You will draw it at a time. It will be relevant at that time. Imagine if they gave you your husband 2,000 years ago. And you are now ready to marry. And I say, oh Lord, my husband. You say, here you go. You don't go, my daughter, I've been waiting for Why are you just coming now? You won't have teeth. You'll be 2,000 years old. Or they gave you your baby. That has been around since that time. When the baby lands, Mama, where have you been? Mama, where are you? You believe in a baby like this. <laughs> the only way it can remain relevant is to keep it in the spirit realm. Because in the spirit, there's no time and space. There's no limits. Are you getting what I'm saying? Everything is current. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that's why it was in the spirit realm. So that you can draw it as I went you. Everybody's own is there. Your children's own is still there. Glory to God. So, we're not going from defeat to victory. We need to understand that he has already blessed. We're already blessed. We're already victors. We're already winners. I get what I'm saying. We are just moving from victory, from invisible victory to visible victory. We're just moving from intangible breakthroughs to tangible breakthroughs. We're just moving from the spiritual to the physical. That's all. And how do we do it? The Bible is clear. He said, now, thanks be unto God. Now, thanks be unto God. When? I can't hear you. When? Now. So, at every time you need it, thanksgiving is one of the ways, the surest ways to demonstrate your faith. It's thanksgiving. He said, now, thanks be unto God, which what? Always causes us to triumph. How many times does it cause us to triumph? Is it sometimes? Is it most times? Always. That's why I know you can't lose. Always. And while you are waiting, give thanks. Say, now, thanks be unto God. So, thanksgiving is the biggest demonstration of our faith. Whenever people come to me with certain challenges, one of the first things I say is that, let's just find the reasons to give thanks. One of my guys came and they didn't allow him to take it. They made him MD or something. Or very, very top position. And the, the company, they, some people didn't want him to take it. And he even had to leave the company. And it was a very low moment. It was almost, it was, it was annoying. I told him, don't complain. Don't fight anybody there. Just give thanks. A better thing will always come out of it. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Give thanks. Now, thanks. Thanksgiving is how we demonstrate that we really know. Just because it's not visible doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Are you here, somebody? The issue with us 
is that we are so used to the things we can see. And the Bible is clear. It says, while we look not at the things that are seen. The Bible is clear. Don't look at what is seen. Can you imagine that? The Bible said it expressly. Don't look at the things that can be seen. Why? Because if you look at the things that can be seen, it will inform your behavior. It's difficult to thank God for what is not seen when you're busy looking at what is seen. That's why I hate watching news. I, I don't like watching news in Nigeria. I hardly do. Hardly do. I like to watch news from my home country. You know, when you travel abroad, you see keep tabs your country, check what's happening in the news there. Same thing with me. You know I'm an expert at it, right? Some of you don't know. Somebody can be like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm an expert at it. <laughs> Somebody understand. I'm an expert at it. That's why I earn in dollars. <laughs> if you know, you know. I'm an expert at it. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a citizen of heaven. Uh, I'm, I'm walking abroad. That's why there's no way for me to jackpot. I've already jackpot long ago. <laughs> I'm walking abroad. So I like to check the news in my home country. Uh, oh, you don't need a, let me show you now. Ephesians 2. You're a citizen. Are you here, somebody? You are what? A citizen. Hmm. DJ, give me, give me the scripture in Ephesians 2. Um, 19. Ephesians 2, verse 19. It says, Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers. Are you there? But what? Ah, you're not reading it all. Now, therefore, you are no more what? And what? Foreigners. But what? Citizens. With the saints. And of what? So, I'm a citizen. Of the household of God. So, that's my country. So, I keep tabs with what's happening there. I'm working abroad. Nigeria is my abroad. And anytime I go and check. Some of you, you watch local news. So you're watching NTA news and Arise news and Channel's news. And, and I can tell you what's going to be there this week. So that you won't bother to go and watch. I can tell you. They will kidnap somebody this week. That's what they will tell you. They will tell you that uh, dollar has gone. It can be up or down, but it will go. Dollar must move every week. Are you getting what I'm saying? I can tell you what they will say. They will say first casting will still be around this week a bit. I can give you the news. There's nothing good they are going to tell you. Not one. And when, when that's what you listen to, you start making declarations. The same thing you're supposed to do that way. When you listen to the good news, you're supposed to make declarations. You, you do the opposite. You listen to bad news and you make declarations. So after you hear all those things, you hear the political parties say their own. You hear this will say no money, no food, kidnapping, insecurity. Then you now make declarations. This country is finished. And you're a part of the country. Say, I don't even know where we are going. These are heavy declarations. This country doesn't have sense again. That's what you're watching. You can never win with that mindset. I mean, when I watch my own country, the news, they say, you're going out and you're coming in. Shall be blessed this week. I say, wow. They say, shall be blessed in your storehouse and you shall be blessed in your basket. That's your savings and your current account. Both to be blessed. 
Are you here, somebody? They say it shall be above only and not beneath. Say you shall lend to nations and not borrow. Uh -uh. Is that not good news? That's the news you should be watching. When you say you want to watch bad news, you're curious that they'll say something new this week. They won't say something new this week. It's the same thing they're going to say. You see, in those days, that's why we don't understand the power of the word gospel. When they say the word gospel, that word God means good news. They understood what it meant. When they say preach the gospel, it means go and preach the good news. That time, they knew the power of good news. And the word gospel didn't... See, anytime somebody preaches gospel to you and you don't live there lifted, it's not gospel they preach. Gospel, the meaning, is good news. It never leaves you defeated. That's why you need to watch out for these Nigerians and their fake prophecy. Any prophecy anybody's giving you that ends on the down is not God. Don't travel, you will die. It's a lie of the devil. They are the one in projecting that fear. There's a witch in your village. It's going to kill you. I laugh at Nigerians. So, this God that is aware there's a witch, he can't do anything. God is even afraid. He said, my brother, run. The witch will kill you. It's God. If God, if God passes this message, God passes this message to you. It's not good news. Are you here, somebody? It is not what? Good news. <laughs> I, I tell you all the time, if you know people that come and give me this nonsense news, you don't want to know. Sometimes after service, like, somebody comes and says, Pastor, I dreamt yesterday. I saw you lying down. You were in a coffin. I said, go and sleep again. <laughs> you didn't sleep well. And you know what? I don't pray about it. Because the moment you start praying, oh God, oh God, guess the image you are seeing. Yourself sleeping in the coffin. That's the image. You don't see yourself walking about. I've told you how your mind plays. So you careful what they're planting inside you. I saw you, I saw you, you were, you were, you saw my son, your castle about 13 times. Then you used to not be pray, hey God, please. Oh, <laughs> I go and check my good news. He shall give his angels charge. That's good news. Are you here, somebody? That's the good news. So, those days, they had, they knew what gospel meant. It meant good news. It had to be good news. Then, the word gospel didn't only mean the news. It also meant there was a messenger called good news. There was a messenger called gospel. Because those days, they didn't have email. They didn't have phones. So, the only way messages passed from government or kings was through their messengers. And they had many messengers. But they always had one. That his work was bringing good news. His name too is called gospel. Whenever he appeared, he only could deliver one kind of news. You know, there's some people that when they come, you don't know whether they're bringing good news or not. Some doctors say, come and see me. You don't know whether it's good or bad. Eh, this guy called gospel, his sole job is delivering good news. So if you see him from far coming your way, you don't have to wait to start the dance. You can start the dance ahead. Because if this guy is coming my way, it means good news is on the way to me. That's why the Bible says, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel. Because once they are coming, it's good news. They are linking it to that guy that only has good news. Are you here, somebody? He said, while we look not at the things that are seen. He said, but at the things that are not seen. He said, why? Because the things that are seen are temporal. 
If you don't like where you live, still give thanks because it's temporal. If you don't like what you drive, still give thanks because it's temporal. If you don't like what you are eating, give thanks because it's temporal. If you don't like your bank statement, give thanks because it's temporal. If you don't like who you are married, no, no, that one is permanent, sorry. Sorry, just stay there. It is well with you. That one is permanent in Jesus' name. Because <laughs> someone was happy. I received that one. No, my brother. Don't receive it. Glory to God. Why we look not at the things that are not seen? But at the th- I mean, why we look at the things that are seen? Look at the things that are not seen. Because the things that are seen are subject to change. Glory to God. So you're already a winner. You're already a victor. All that you are doing is that you are giving thanks while things are moving from the invisible to the visible. When should you give thanks? No, what does it say? DJ, go back there. When should we give thanks? DJ, where are you? When should we give thanks? Now. Ah, DJ has slept. He said, now thanks be unto God. Now, thanks. When should thanks go? When should the thanks go? Now. Hallelujah. Are you ready to give him thanks this morning? We are going to give him thanks. Thanksgiving is the, is the surest way we demonstrate our faith. Are you here, somebody? Let's stand to our feet. We are going to give him thanks. Don't focus on what seems to be worrying you. No, don't worry. It's a temporary stage. A time will come. You won't remember it. Are you here, somebody? Because said now, what? Thanks. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. We are not going from defeat to victory. We are going from Victory to victory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's one song I like so much. I want us to start with it. And while we are singing it, um, we'll just do the Thanksgiving at once. Is that fine? So, while we're doing it, if you have a testimony this month, you want to thank God for a new job, it's your birthday um, last month, you got a blessing. Any blessing you want to thank God for, you will dance forward. But there's a song I want us to sing that I love. It says, I serve a living God and even the devil knows. I like that song. Hallelujah. Even the devil knows it. Everyone knows it. That will be your story. I said that will be your story. This year has no choice. So it will end in praise for you. I say it will end in praise for you. It doesn't matter who is against you. What matters is who is for you. It's not who left. It's who is left. Are you getting what I'm saying? God is with you. I say God is with you. And he has plans for you. Your government might not have plans for you, but God has plans for you. Your parents might not even have plans for you, but God has plans for you. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Hallelujah. So remember, as we start to sing, and give thanks. Sing already like the things in your hand. And as you give him thanks, remember if you have a thanksgiving to do, you can come forward.
And as we dance with joy, that is how celebration will continue all through this month for you. In the name of Jesus. Quiet, let's go. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org Davids Christian Center, home of victorious people.